This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, it's a little after five o'clock, which means we're going to get into some Hollywood. I'm guessing we're going to step into the Bravo universe right now, right, Lori and Julia? We are. I love it. We are Real Housewives of Beverly Hills came back, and it came back with with a pow. It started off just fantastic, <laughs> and even the end of the show, uh, which was a sit-down between Kyle and her husband, Mo, um, where he seemed very puzzled about the number of tattoos he had. We were she puzzled, had. or she had, and he, we <laughs> were puzzled because he was calling her Love Beam. Love Bean. It was the most staged, fakey <laughs> yep, uh, thing I'd ever seen. But we'll go back to the beginning because Dorit last night in just the first episode, because sometimes Dorit doesn't bring a lot to the table. She always brings great fashion, takes her forever to tell a story, and she's great for an iconic throwaway line, like when Jamie Lee Curtis showed up at Kyle's house with her chic bird feeder. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. So they had a retreat. This was spiritual retreat. Spiritual retreat in Malibu. And they, it sounded like. No one Only, has talked. No one has talked since, since the, the reunion. reunion last year. Garcelle and Sutton are friends. Yes. They see each other. Yes. But, but really. Not really real close, uh, anything going Kyle, on. no one, you know, the big fight with Kathy that she had nothing to do with, but was blamed on her. And it was, it was yeah. So, so they're bringing up different things. And Dorit brings up something that happened last year at BravoCon. And that is, uh, it was the Beverly Hills panel and, uh, or it wasn't the Beverly Hills panel. It was just different housewives that had like caused trouble or had a troublesome season, whatever the panel was. But Erica Jane was on the panel and Andy asked her, who is the next housewife that is going to break up on your uh, Beverly Hills? Mm-hmm. You know, who's the most likely next couple to yep. end their relationship? Yep. And Erica stands up, marches to the front of the stage shakes her head and in the only mean bitchy way that she can say it, she goes, PK and Dorit. And then she swung her hair around and sat back down. Well, Mm -hmm. apparently Dorit has been offended about this. As anyone would be. Yeah, that she would call her out because she thought that those, you know, because remember the season when Lisa Vanderpump was on and and PK made a big deal about Erica Jane not wearing her Mm -hmm. underwear and Mm -hmm. it was the whole thing. And I just thought PK was a jerk for pointing that out. And, you know, it was all felt icky, but they seem to have moved on. That was several years ago. So here's Dorit in a confessional wearing like an unbelievable Chanel ensemble. Everything is Chanel, head to toe, even hair clips. 
And uh, her delivery of how she feels Erica responds at this spiritual retreat to this big diss that she felt. Here's here's Dorit. Standing up, going to the center stage, delivering the line, and then flipping her hair, coming back and feeling very good about herself. That's not a showman. That's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, damn, Dorit, you can just stay right where you are. You've earned your your diamond right there with that. Uh, well, thing. they were all going to get something off their plate. But really, realistically, that clip was everywhere. It was. It was everywhere. And I would have been pissed if I was Dorit. Like, yes. what? Where, you're you're so evil. Right. And then, and then, you know, Erica looks at her and she goes, well, how is the state of your marriage? Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, she really is awful. So... Erica is on a redemption path. You can tell that with this season. Yes. And she's meeting with her counselor and talking to her counselor. I guess I guess I'm not a good friend and I'm wondering how what I can do about it. And oh, you won't was... even believe the conversation you're about to hear. Had said at BravoCon. I think you crossed the line as a friend. You're hurting, and so you lash out and you're mean spirited. I need to be a better friend. Yeah. How can I do this? You're going to need to be able to look at what your friends are going through, and you're going to need to have some empathy for them. So where does that come from? How do you develop that? Because it's relative. And and I think... How do I get that? Do you imagine being in that person's shoes (laughs) with their background and their history? Try to imagine what that feels like emotionally. Yeah. Your job is to take the high road. It's very honorable for you to say that. What? Okay, I almost died. Yeah, you look, you've done low. Didn't work for you. Let's try high. Let's try the high road. Okay, okay. Erica, pretend you're a real singer in okay. Vegas and the audience thinks you've hurt their ears. How do you react? I was, this, this part to me, you know, um... I was just in shock. Yeah. I, when a grown On woman, camera. 50 years old or 49 yeah. or whatever the hell she is, tells, you know, is meeting with her therapist that she's been with for two years trying to figure out her life. Um, how to not be mean all the time. Do, I, I almost was just like, well, you're going to have to, you know, be empathetic. Well, what is that? And how, how do, do I, I do, do that? I know. Oh, no. It was so <laughs> pathetic. And watching oh. it made me just think. I oh, still don't, still don't like, like her. I Even know. though she tried to c- cry at the beginning and apologize for saying no. the thing about PK and Dorit and <laughs> everyone had a group hug and I was just yeah. like, you're an evil person. Yeah. Um, she's, and then she's still riding hard on her weight loss is hormones. And Dorit in the <laughs> confessional, she goes, oh, is hormone smelled, spelled O-Z-E-M-P-I-C? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody knows... No woman in the history of the world in perimenopause or menopause. 40 pounds in two months. That's correct. People don't lose weight. Not like that. No. You gain weight. Without doing anything different. I mean, it just like. She said I'm on really good hormones. It's evil. It's evil what she's perpetuating. (laughs) So, but I thought the episode, you know, was was pretty good. Um and I, I, my jaw was dropping on the floor in the obviously stage 
thing where she and Maurizio Kyle are, Richards. Kyle Richards and Maurizio are having a conversation about her tattoos, and it's clear he's puzzled. He didn't know she had five, and I could feel Kyle just done. She was done. She's, she's done, done with him. You could see it because he's on the phone. They were trying to work out their schedules, and you could just feel it. She's done. You could see she checked out. It doesn't matter what you're going to say. Yeah, I know. I, I know. saw that. I saw that in the one. To me, where I just went like a little, little cringy for me. Um, I think that um, when I saw Garcelle meet with her two boys and her boys accusing her of being a bad mom, that the time to be a good mom would have been two years ago, mom or something. And oh, that was and, harsh. Well, and they, the, they're twins, and mm-hmm. they're completely different personalities. And one of them just said, "You know, you were gone for like three months." I was gone two weeks, you know, so kids perception versus yeah, parent yeah, yeah. perception. And I felt really um, like the kid was so entitled to even speak the way he did to his mom about, well, you never were there for, you know, he's only like I gotta 15 be honest, or yeah, I, fast I know forwarded you did, Lori, but for part. me, this is the part for me. Of course you did, because it had to do with kids, but I care about this stuff. I know, I know. And, it's, and it, 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 I can relate to it, but I not this way, but I was just like, those kids, what he said to her, I would have, you know, I would have said, you know what? I just would have edited that. Yeah, I didn't well, like it at all. Yeah. Well, I, so part of it felt weird to me last night. It felt weird. Yeah. It didn't feel, it didn't feel fun. Yeah. At all. No. Where I thought, I miss fun well, on these shows. What was fun was the after show on uh, in the clubhouse because it was Kyle Richards and... Teddy Mellencamp and uh, Kyle is in black latex and Kelly and Teddy looks like a million bucks in a silver suit. I mean, they're both so thin. Well, Well, no, I I disagree on that one. I disagree on that one. Kyle Richards quit drinking. Drinking has a ton of calories, Lori. Yeah. And she quit drinking for seven months. She's been sober for seven months. And when you quit drinking. All right. Well, let's listen to Kyle. Um, let's play the one where he, uh, Andy asked Kyle about, are you and Mauricio, did you separate to boost ratings on Beverly Hills? While we wait for, uh, y'all to get on and do the polls, let me just throw one question at you now while we wait. (laughs) I just wonder, no, is there one misconception that's been going on about everything regarding you and Mo that you want to clear up before I get into the specifics? Oh, oh, yeah. The thing, one that I hear the most that bothers me so much is that we are doing this just for ratings. Yeah, that (laughs) pisses me off too, actually. Who, what human being would do that to their children, to their family? I mean, that is just, I mean, obviously those are people are very ignorant, but it's so annoying. Yes, I agree. That? Okay, I'm glad you I mean, you I said love that. you guys and the show, but not Yeah, that. right, honestly. Yeah. So she's annoyed yeah. about that. So is Andy. Yeah. And I guess that does make sense, because why would you put your never. kids through that? You would never do that. And then here's Andy asking her about what did it feel like seeing Maurizio. Or Mo. Or Mo holding hands with his Dancing with the Stars co-star. And they've both come out today to say that they are just good friends you know nothing Mm -hmm. going on but here's what kyle says about that what was your reaction to the recent pictures of mo holding hands with his dancing with the stars partner um what was your reaction to that i was um i was taken aback upset upset yes that was very hard to see 
yeah, that was, I mean, yes, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> Do you think something's going on there? Um, I, I mean, hold, holding hands like that, I mean, Andy, I really don't, why are you doing this to me? Um, <laughs> well, I just don't think you hold hands like that with somebody. I'm sorry, I don't know if anything's happening They're in yet. Beverly Hills. Like, it's not like they're in some remote location. They're in the middle of Beverly Hills. You know that photographers are going to follow you. Well, the thing is this, I don't know if anything's happened yet, but I, obviously there's something there. And, um, listen, I love him very much and we are amicable, but that really did hurt me. It, it, was that the reason you deleted your Instagram post supporting him on the show? Yes. But I also voted for them. <laughs> okay, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, when all these rumors I started. That I did, too. I even sent the proof to the, <laughs> You to sent my, the proof to, the to your chat. family text <laughs> I, I did my vote, so I sent the screenshot to the fam chat. Was. So when these rumors came out, I have to ask you this. Um, when the rumors initially came out, everyone was sending the Alison Dubois clip around uh. was Alison Dubois right no I st my husband and I were very very happy that this is not fake I mean we really had an amazing you know marriage for a very long time um, I really do believe she was picking up on what Camille was going through because Camille wasn't being honest about that at the time okay remember at that point nobody yes. like knew anything so you know but she's really happy to have that and she also said oh this is your second marriage then then you're not getting divorced remember that because everyone keeps forgetting about that moment right but here all right we are. Kyle, all thank right. you. For i mean he was just firing every question what about morgan wayne well and she said there's nothing there yeah. teddy and her and Which morgan we've known that but yeah. she's totally been happy to go along <clears throat> with the chat yeah about it to try and help morgan sell some records which i don't know if it has helped I still don't know who she is. Exactly. <laughs> Me too. I really don't. I'm not, yeah. I don't know. I, I just know. a singer. And, yeah. And yeah. All, all right. We'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. Hey, gang. It's Lori and Julia here from Minneapolis Anti-Aging and Skincare Clinic with locations in Maple Grove and Golden Valley. And, you know, something you and I have never done before, Lori, is a skin pen treatment. Yes. We got a nice testimonial from Kelly, and she said, I've been so pleased with the results of the skin pen treatment that she got she gets so many compl um, compliments on her complexion you look younger every time i see you she loves the staff and they're so friendly and she just thinks it's so smart to invest in your face and using that skin pen for really great results and remember when you go to minneapolis anti-aging skincare clinic as a new customer um, new patients get $50 off their first service of $100 or more. You can schedule a comp complimentary consultation if you want. They've got great products. Brittany's a great injector. If They're you affiliated with Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. They're fantastic. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
That's Minneapolis Skin Care Clinic. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Rand, what kind of dirt are you bringing us today? Well, we're gonna we got a really good dirty story involving uh, Kylie Jenner. But before we get to that, I just want to give two quick updates on a couple strikes that are currently going on. We've got the SAG after strike. Uh, they have rescheduled their bargaining session. Uh, saying that the union needs more time to respond to the latest offer. They plan to uh, to bargain on Wednesday. They had a bargaining session planned for Wednesday, but that had been rescheduled. And, uh, yeah, because they just, like I said, needed a little bit more time to respond to the latest offer from the studio. So I, I think they were getting back together today. Yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah, that's the next thing. They plan to meet today, and there's been no update as of what's happened after meeting today. I'm sure they're currently meeting as we speak. But another one that was going on, the UAW strike, which was the United Auto Workers strike, has reached a tentative contract agreement with Ford Wednesday evening, a move that could be critical in ending the union's six-week strike against Detroit's big three automakers. Now, the deal needs to still be approved by Ford's approximately 57,000 UAW workers, but the agreement will include a 25% general wage increase over the course of four years. So That's nice. That's good to hear that the auto workers are on the right path there. But, like I said, Kylie Jenner is making news Making waves. This one is very interesting. She has been accused of copying designer Betsy Johnson's ideas for her new clothing line, Kai. Okay, tell us how this happened. Yeah, so on Tuesday, a shot, fans were shocked on Tuesday when Johnson, she went to Instagram, excuse me, on Wednesday, Betsy Johnson went to Instagram to blast Jenner, and she wrote, We emailed Kylie and all her team and products, LTD Concept, and the language and the line sheet six months ago. And then all in caps, interesting concept, Kylie. Interesting. So Thanks for the cosign. F you for your support. And so she basically stole Betsy Johnson's, like the, the line of clothing that is out there right now, this affordable clothing line, is very similar to all the ideas that Betsy had sent her six months ago in a collab that they were going to potentially do. That's pretty bad. Very and bad. And so the, Betsy Johnson's team was under the... You know, impression, impression they were going to work, work together. do yeah. a collab or a licensing agreement or something, and then Kylie just says no, and then goes ahead and does it. And, and it. it debuts this affordable clothing line debuted in a profile of the Wall Street Journal. Yes, so mm-hmm. I don't really think of the two audiences going together, right? But mm-hmm. I think Kylie was like on the. Um, like they were doing an overall thing on like you know probably the business people or right. something like that, but yeah, Betsy Johnson is not happy about it. Yeah, who she, would be? No, she also took a swipe at Jenner, Jenner's privileged upbringing. She put put out a screen grab of her current student debt that she has, which is over sixty thousand dollars, and she said, "Betsy Johnson, the designer." Yeah, she said, "Worked my bleep off for this, like so many other working class kids." who bust their bleep off for this uh, expertise when they weren't born into the uh, to real or born into realize their ideas. So yeah, she went after her both that and the clothing line. Very that I don't get that seems silly to go after for that. You know, know, Kyle Jenner can't help that, but the part about taking her ideas and going out behind her back and creating a a low cost line is ridiculous. If it's true. Yeah. If this is true, she partnered up with an independent label, uh, Namalali's founders. It's a, Non Lee and Emily Foe for the for this for this first collection. Now I'm just now they didn't say whether they were involved in the 
process of, you know, this new line of kind of stealing it, you could say. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to social media and calling it a trash move. I mean, people have noticed this, and they are ripping Kylie as much as Betsy is as well. So, uh, Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman, they have had many uh, spats that have gone public over the last uh, few months here for their divorce. And a judge has finally stepped in. And I think you're really going to like what the judge has to say here. Uh, Now that Kim and Croy have their marital estate is listed for sale in Georgia, he has a judge, a Georgia judge, has divided the property in an attempt to keep peace between the couple. She gets one wing and he gets the other. Is that maybe? Essentially. So, right now, Croy will receive exclusive. Possession and use of the main bedroom. It says master, but we technically oh shouldn't say master word. bedroom. The common areas are up for grabs between the two of them to share. Good Lord. But the court order obtained by page six also states that neither can enter another person's awarded space without permission and also commands that both Zosiak and Bierman behave civilly toward each other, especially in front of their four minor children. Okay, you know it's bad when a judge is ordering something that he has no or she has no way of enforcing. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Okay, kids, you go to your separate corners mm-hmm. of the room and you, I mean, it's those poor kids. Yeah, the pair must not engage in disparaging contact or communication and cease harassing, vilifying, assaulting, stalking, or otherwise harming each other. And neither parent shall disparage one another in the presence or earshot of their minor children. Which means they're disparaging all the time and screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's probably a lot of video phone evidence in this. And that's the only way I think that that could be enforced is if one's like, hey, he's in, my space. Oh. he's in my space. But I mean, how ridiculous or is that? They space. don't have enough money for one of them to move out. Well, this is the this is a matter yeah. of fact with a lot of people yeah, who I want guess. to be separated or divorced who have to continue to live together. So they're just. Yeah setting some rules this house is up for sale for six million dollars i believe they owe a couple to the irs at least a couple million to the irs i think it's in foreclosure right before it got into foreclosure they put it up for sale for six million so it will if it doesn't sell then therefore go into foreclosure but uh on another note with not not a divorce but a custody uh page six has confirmed that al pacino and his girlfriend nor alfa is it Alfala? Alfala? Doesn't matter what her last name Have come to a custody agreement regarding their four-month-old son. So court documents obtained by page six on Thursday say the couple came to agreement on custody, visitation schedule, and child support, though the specifics have not yet been disclosed. And Pacino also agreed to pay attorney's fees for She will be doing the heavy lifting. We we knew that earlier. She has custody. She gets to make all the medical decisions. Mm -hmm. They are basically, uh, you know... She can't take a chance with his age. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And one last thing, a little Taylor Swift note that was, uh, we talked about, I talked about this in the 4 p.m. dirt, but you guys were hanging out with uh, TD Mishki. Taylor Swift is topping the Billboard Music Awards with over 20, in 20 categories. She is being nominated of the 69 categories. And I love this. I want to bring this one up before we run out of here. But talk about sitting at the cool table. Taylor Swift today met up with, at Bradley Cooper's house, with director Sean Levy. Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, and Hugh Jackman were all hanging out at their house together this afternoon. The cool kids. Yes, it is. Greenwich Village. Cool kids table for sure. I'd love to sit in that hangout for sure. Well, I have a theory that everything, you know, and we know this is a proven theory, that everything fashion-wise comes back in because last night Charlize Theron was on the red carpet for something in Hollywood, not movie-related, but she's wearing anklet socks with pointy shoes. Oh, 
I almost put, took out my pointy Shades beads today. of 1985. I love it. Yeah. It Everything is. comes back. Everything comes yeah. back. And yet this look, and it's posted on our page, looks good. Works. She looks great. She looks great. She's in like a leather dress of some sort. And she's, not only is she wearing a sock in a pointy toe shoe, but that shoe is also an ankle strap. Oh, so, oh, of course, she looks gorgeous. We yeah. haven't seen her for a you while. You know she's not doing that for comfort, no. but yet yeah. those shoes would be more comfortable with a thin cotton sock. Totally, 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 All totally. Right. Here is another surprising theory, okay? Um, forget Florida. Three out of five people who retired don't even want to move out of their current home. They are just going to stay right where they are. This was a survey of Americans 65 and older, and people do not believe in the notion that you must relocate and have a new place to live upon retirement from your So workplace. is this so this is people who live everywhere, not just in Florida. Yeah, this is people who live everywhere. Well, A, I'm gonna just tell you why. To get uh, a loan on a new property, yeah. it's different. The it's completely was, different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're that, not we're not talking about the loans. Well, this, I'm just saying, you know. But all right. No this this survey was done where it was just all kinds of things okay. about retired life, and 95 percent of people 65 and older are already retired, or they know their plan to retire. Only 29% of this group said they've adjusted to their new living arrangements being mm. retired. But yeah, uh, everyone kind of people are redefining reti- retirement and they, people have a strong desire to remain in their own home and not sell their home and move to some southern climate state to have a new was place. This a, yeah. Uh, this was done by, I will tell you, Medicare did this survey. Oh, it's a big one. Yeah. It's a big one. So I think people want to rent a place if you're some in a northern community for maybe. three months in the winter, I think. Possibly. Or go to Spain or go somewhere else. That's right. Um, but yeah. All right. So that doesn't surprise me at all though. No, it doesn't mean no. I mean it doesn't. You need a home base. You want to be where your family is, period. Yeah. Now here is a theory. Kids who are close to their parents become kinder, more helpful adults. Oh, uh, this is from the University of Cambridge and their study uh, says that kids who reported having a loving, strong bond with their parents around age three tended to be more kind, empathetic and generous by adolescence. Researchers say parents should do their best to cultivate a meaningful, close relationship with their children as early as possible that's a study of that right there. I know, but the notion that fun time spent with mom and dad at age two or three could lead to more kind pro-social behaviors years later seemed far-fetched at first with the, the researchers because, of course, parent-child relationship is incredibly important to everybody's That's- development. But they studied a massive data set encompassing 10,000 people born between 2000 and 2002. And they found, because there are people that don't have warm, loving relationships. I mean, we read that in the Britney book. Yes. We see what happens in Britney's young life that her parents are 
always fighting. Her father is always drunk. By the time she's in seventh grade, she's drinking, smoking, making out with boys, and having sex by the time she's in ninth grade. So, yeah, it does seem like a duh. But anyway, um, the, the kids that have the warm and loving relationships, and they can remember it, and they're like, it's about age three or four. By the time they're adolescent, they're they're able to weather through it. So even though, yeah, it seems like it makes sense, but it they've the uh, University of Cambridge has the analysis, the proof, and right. um, anyway. So I thought that was kind of kind of an interesting. It was published in the International Journal of Behavior Development, which I don't usually like to read because it's always. I child can't even related. believe you would bother. <laughs> it's always child-related conversation today. I'm like. But how much time you spend with your kids and respond to their needs and emotions early in life matters a great deal by the time they're in adolescence. So, yes. Okay. Here's another surprising theory. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Surprising study finds people experiencing more curiosity actually have more patience. What do we think of this? Hmm? Binge watching an entire TV series over the course of a weekend can be satisfying in terms of instant gratification, but there's also something rewarding about waiting all week to find out what happens to a beloved character. This is why sometimes people like their weekly shows. Appointment television. Appointment television. The Golden Bachelor is on tonight. Tonight. It's Thursday night. Yes. So, um... Anyway, so I don't know why this was published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, which I think I picked up at a doctor's office. I can't say that I mm-hmm. subscribe <laughs> to this one. But um, anyway, curiosity stirs up people's feelings of joy. And people hate having spoilers because the... What have I told you? Yes, Every day on the show, you're like, Julia, it aired two days ago. It's out there now. And I'm like, I, people avoid social media... I don't, I hate being having a spoiler. Well, it's the end of a TV series or a sports game or whatever. And so it removes the enjoyment. You totally don't want to watch it anymore. If you're taping something and someone tells you the end, it's like, but like sometimes you get very worried about excerpts from books that come out and you think, oh, no one's going to want to read the book. And for people who don't want, to really read the book, the excerpts are well, enough. She had a Pinkus Smith excerpt. Perfect fine. example. But like Britney's but, excerpts, right. you have to, that book, you have to mm-hmm. read it to in be context. told in the context yeah. of it. So I'm not really sure that a memoir can be spoiled in the same way that a novel can be spoiled. Like, or is this just in books? Is this the only context any, we're talking no, about? No, it's anything. Oh, it's I, TV shows, right. it's football games, right. it's. Um, no, I get I I can't stand it if you're waiting and you for some reason you can't watch a a live event and you taped it and someone tells you what happened in a text or can you believe what happened? Yeah, can you believe the twins? How oh. great was that? You know, then it's just giving it away without giving it away. And the scientists at the Duke University for Brain Scientists they said we always when we think of curiosity we often think of people have this need for immediate answers, but we found that when people are more curious they're actually more willing to wait, and they have more patience. Mm-hmm. So it seemed kind of opposite. So that was just kind of a twister. A, very a twister, good twister. Of, a, yeah. of a story. And my last theory is selfies make people look slimmer, but scientists warn 
this is not a good thing. This is from the University <laughs> How does of a York. Selfie ever, well, I take every single one. So I'm the biggest, I'm the first, and I have the worst position in every selfie in my life. So it does not make me look thinner. Well, it makes me look the worst. Well, you're a professional. The research no, but this is the truth. I always have the shortest arm. I'm always taking the selfies. But the research shows that um, when people, men and women, are asked to evaluate photos, they like the selfies, and they think, people think, when, and even other people, they're trying to look at disordered eating, and they're trying to figure out why people think that in selfies you look significantly slimmer. And maybe because when most people are taking their own selfies, they are working every angle. Sure, you have the camera up above your head so you can just see a hither. And your body isn't even in the picture. And you're turning to the side. Yeah. Okay, so really, okay. So scientists are just saying this is another thing for people who are working with people who have disordered eating to be talking to them about the selfies. That just seems... That that is another element of, you know... Body distortion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that selfies are contributing to that. Wow. Ah! What a theory. I just think our phones are contributing to most of everything. You. It's just the phone. You're right. If, if it was, was really just a phone... I agree. I don't think we'd have any of, any of the things that we've experienced in the past 15 years. I completely agree. And my last theory that yes? came through last night, uh, people have all often wondered about uh, Beverly Hills housewife Sutton Strack and how does she have so much money? Yep. How does she have so much money? Sutton gets three. I wrote it down. Hundred thousand dollars a month. month I wrote it down. Spousal support. I wrote it down. Thirty-three thousand. Three hundred thousand dollars a month. Oh my! I wrote it down, Lori. I have it right here. I have wondered about that. People have had theories because she's mentioned casually that she's got ownership in a couple of minor ownership in a couple baseball mm-hmm. teams. She bought a horse and. Spain. I'm like, how rich is this lady? Wow. That's $3.6 million a year. year. (laughs) Tax-free. Is it tax-free? Yeah. Because when you are paid spousal support, the tax is already paid on that by the original person who made the money. Well, they Uh, made it together. Well, they made it together. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. But but she also gets another million-something on top of that. I saw another number. It's jaw-dropping. I've often wondered, and I was. And I can last understand night. that lifestyle. And then Meg Tilly came out, and Meg Tilly was in studio with us years ago, mm-hmm. and they're very good friends, and they love to just go to fashion shows. And I just thought, how that's a good number to know why she lives this extravagant lifestyle when you take home three hundred thousand dollars a month, have really no expenses. Yeah, because she has her house in Beverly Hills, it's which she got in the divorce, right. and an apartment in Venice. Yeah, and her kids are already through college and everything. I just, wow. Wow. I, th- I wrote it down on my oh, sheet of paper because I'm like, we had we theory, We knew she had to yes. have like some of the most money of the housewives yep. in Beverly Hills, but we didn't know how much. All right, listen, we'll be right back. You have to just throw this out there. Has anyone ever been to um, Onion Head? Or Onion Patch, a scary place. My sons are looking for a very scary place. Halloween, we used to have the soapbox, Lori, you know, in Minneapolis. And Never went. If, oh, I, yeah, I go with your husband, I guess. You mm-hmm. didn't go. 
Um, if anyone knows of if this onion head place, if it's scary, give us a buzz six five one six four one one zero seven one. Desperate people want to go get scared somewhere. Um, let's see here. Well, the Star Tribune had something Did like they, a what, couple weeks I ago. It was in the paper. They have a whole Halloween. Well, I'm sorry that I missed it. Events thing, but I mean, you should be able to find it. And oh, they yeah. kind of rated like what, you know, who's it for, the ages, you know, the scary level. They, yeah, this both the Star Tribune and Pioneer Press, I think, do work. The one you're talking about yeah. in particular is in Bloomington, and it's got four and a half stars. What's it called? Onion? American Monsters Onion Heads Revenge. And it looks, from the photos, fantastic. The reviews are all, you know, has gift shops have tons of options. Spend uh, spend your money there. Same price for five haunts. It's uh, lot amazing as well as the experience, one of a kind. So, yeah, a lot of people seem to like it. Yeah, make all right. reservation. I'm looking for something. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we can help you do this Lori. last little bit of thing here at the <laughs> end of the day because you've been wondering all day, what is the scary place that you're going to go to? This is at Mall of America. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. All right. So tonight, people, of course, the Golden Bachelor's on at 7. Um, I don't know if you guys are watching American Horror Stories. Are you going to get into I'm it? I'm behind a couple episodes. I'm it says not... it's the third season premiere on FX and Hulu. Something is happening tonight. A new one. Oh. Could this be? Because Grant and I watched the first couple episodes of Delicate, which I'm not really into. Yeah, no, not at all. I are, stopped. Did you this, stop? This yeah. must be something different because it's a premiere on FX. What's I, it called? It doesn't say the third season premiere. It's just the third season of American Horror Stories. I don't but we've know. had a multiple yeah, seasons this is, yeah, of American, this is American, American Horror Stories. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Because yeah. right. Delicate is going on, and this is with Emma Roberts, and Kim Kardashian is playing this high-powered publicist uh, yes, yes. in it. And I don't, Kim's actually pretty good in it, but... And our guy from um, Gilmore Girls and The Resident, you know, yeah, the, yeah, him. he's in the it, blonde. that actor, the blonde mm-hmm. guy, and he plays Emma Roberts' husband. But I, I don't know, it's it's hit or miss with American Horror Story, whether or not it's you, you connect with the scary story that you're being told. Got it, it. It was not, you know, bingeable in the way, of course, they only drop once a week, but like the fall of the House of Usher, like you just kept pressing play. Once that thing started, American Horror Story Delicate. I probably have three episodes to watch, which means I'm haven't I haven't gone back after the first two episodes. I know they were doing two parts. This is a four episode part. Yeah, for Halloween. I think they might be doing. This is just a special one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking over here. I know that they they separated this delicate tomorrow. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Delicate is technically two parts, and it's still going on. But yeah. All right. All right. And if you're watch what happens live, Kristen Stewart and Jana Kramer. I don't know who she is. Uh Jana is um I feel like she was is a country. Yes. Oh, okay. Country singer who got oh. divorced and okay. done dirty and maybe had a reality show. Yeah, right. she uh recently yeah. Right? Am I country it, singer, yep. Mm-hmm. And she recently yeah, there was there is a husband situation, but it's a died by suit. Previous yes. husband oh, yes. died okay. by suicide. Okay. So she's on. Okay. So she's on. Divorce, engagement, history, all kinds Who's of Who's on uh, with uh, the other late night guys? Well, I think you'd ask that, and I thought I had it, and I don't Sorry. know, but I will get it. It'll just take me a second. Um, and the base, the football's on tonight. 
If you want to howl at the moon oh, yeah. today, you're free to do so. Apparently, it is the day <laughs> to howl at the moon. Is it? I didn't even see a full moon now out there. Well, it's been cloudy, so I don't. Right. I haven't seen anything. What is happening on the late stuff? I, I'd, uh, I've got it right here. All right, tell us. Jimmy Fallon has Tracy Morgan, Tim Grover, and uh, Georgia Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel has Tiffany Haddish, Jeff Ross, and Tate McRae. Stephen Colbert has Keegan-Michael Key, Ellen, Ellie Key, and John Carpenter. And Seth Meyers has Morgan Freeman and McKay Coppins on tonight. Yeah, so. I do. I think the the fact that the actors are still not, most of them are not able to promote right. anything or whatever. There's been a lot of comedians on the late night show. Jimmy Fallon had a stand-up comic the other night. I always like it seeing a stand-up well, we comic. Do, they used to do it all the time. All the time, but yeah. they kind of have gotten away from it. So it seems like they're filling in. Some of the late night shows were giving somebody three, three to four minutes and do their stand up. Do your stand up. I'm going to join a Wells um, fashion show tonight That's at the Minneapolis be Club. I'm amazing. Ex- I'm excited. I, you know, you went to fashion, but I haven't been to anything yeah. in so long. So and the, that's such a pretty place, and you look great. You're fashionable in your black no. with your good necklace. No, I went to um, Marshall's today because I, I went to the place closest to my home to go shopping. I had every black thing in that store was in my cart. Uh-huh. Every black jacket, every black sweater, every black anything. Yeah. And I had to get two tens and a five. You know how many numbers they'll let you take into the oh, changing yeah, yeah, room? Yeah. You only could take 10 at a time. So I used their entire rack of incoming and outgoing for my clothes. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I usually take it home, but I thought. Did you buy anything? This is too many things. Yeah. Yeah, but just a couple. Yeah. Nothing. You got a couple fights. Yeah. Nothing big. Yeah. Nothing big and rosy. So that American Horror Story yes. is called Huluween Event, and it's on Hulu. And it's premiering on, because FX and Hulu are the same yeah. company. Yeah. So it's a four-part series. It's a branch off of the original, and it pays a homage to Ryan Murphy's original. But yes, yeah, so it's a little bit of a different, it's a four-series called Huluween. Totally and, skipping that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you never know. I might try yeah. this. I didn't like the delicate, so I might try this one. Yeah. We'll but see. you're liking Follow the House Usher. Oh, That's good and scary. Very good and scary. It's so scary. It's it's perfect. But it's also full of social commentary. Yes. The devil is always comment, making comments about all these horrible things that humans do to each other and giving it context about like different, just different social. It's, it's so wildly creative mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Carla Gogino is like the devil and she's always pointing out things to the humans. About what they're so it's it's a wild show. It's a unique perspective yeah. for sure. Well, all guess right, what? Well, we're done. Your fashion I will show. Have, have a good night, gang. We'll all be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.